For the record, with Dan Gordon and Maya Billick on FBI Radio. would like to acknowledge that right now we are broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Redfern is the heart of Indigenous sovereignty and resistance in the colonial project of so-called Australia. Always was, always will be. It's midday, which means you're tuned into For the Record, weekly deep dive album show and this week we are talking about Theo Parrish, one of Detroit's most revered and celebrated deep house and techno DJs ever and has been a stalwart in the scene for the last 25 or so years. Known for his long sets with an array of genres, a fun and playful no-nonsense attitude he's consistently held not only in a high regard as one of the greatest DJs of our time but as one of those seminal key figures in the deep house and techno space and it's such a pleasure for us to be unpacking with you Wudaji a record that he put out in 2020 dedicated to his kids family friends and Idlewild which you may know as the title of a underrated uh, outcast movie. It's a place and so much more. And we're going to unpack that all today. My name's Maya Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon. Hello. <laughs> um, I think the best way to really uh, position the significance of Idlewild to Wadaji and to Theo across this record is through the album cover art. It's a topographical map of Idlewild The Place, which is a community located in northwestern Michigan that plays a pretty unknown um, but extremely important and significant role in black American history. Founded in the 1900s, Idlewild was a resort and a refuge, a holiday spot for African Americans to experience normal life 
away from segregation and the quote-unquote American dream. And then later with the civil rights era, um, creating space and access for black Americans to come into those spaces that they'd been shut out of before, the popularity of the place as a mecca for freedom, joy and refuge started to fall but that said people stayed and they continue today to keep its memory alive and that is what Wudaji is. There's an insert in the uh, vinyl record that explains the whole record and it really sets the tone for trying to understand not only the music on the record but the references and the point in which Theo Parrish is at in his career. The original piece used for this album's design is a topographical map of Idlewild, Michigan, created by Blair Evans. For four decades after its establishment in 1912, Idlewild, a community in western Michigan, was a rural retreat for African Americans seeking rest and relaxation outside the confines of their segregated communities. They enjoyed Idlewild's natural beauty and year-round sporting activities, as well as some of the best musical entertainment of the time. Seeing performances from the stars like The Four Tops, Della Reese and Aretha Franklin, to name a few. After the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed and other vacation resorts were now mandated by federal law to accept African-American patrons, business in Idlewild declined. However, Idlewild was never forgotten or abandoned. Many seasonal and residential Idlewilders stayed and have continued the legacy, some with fifth and sixth generation family members living and vacationing there today. Today, there is a resurgence of appeal to young black families, artists and entrepreneurs. Idlewild is alive and well. Idlewilders are co-creating a new narrative while preserving the historical and cultural authenticity to regenerate the social and economic growth of the Idlewild community. Learn more about the legacy of Idlewild and how to support the work and rejuvenation at experienceidlewild.com. Now, if you've just tuned in, you're on For The Record, a weekly album show here on FBI Radio. We're going to dip into more of Wudaji by Theo Parrish. Having kicked off with Hambone Cappuccino, this one right here is Radar Detector. If you've had a chance to see Theo Parrish live, we want to hear from you on 0409 945 945. You're on FBI Radio.
This is for you, featuring Marissa Rose. Up before that one, you heard Radar Detector. You're tuned in to For the Record on FBI Radio 94.5, where we've been listening to the Theo Parrish record, Wadaji. Now, Theo Parrish is an artist who, at this point, honestly needs little to no introduction. But what we will touch on is what we mentioned a little bit earlier. Dan and I had the chance to see Theo play in Sydney a couple years ago now, and even that brief foray into seeing him live shows everything about him, not only as a person, but also as a DJ, producer, and musician, in that he is incredibly eclectic and loves to burst the bubble of what a DJ set should be. And Wadaji is very much like that. While many musicians and uh, music producers adhere to a pretty specific but also superficial aesthetic when it comes to house. Theo Parrish is one of the people who is so strongly committed to sharing its essence of uh, Jack that arose from black teenage culture in Chicago and it's a very important thing for him to consistently have play a role not only in his music but how he is consistently contributing to the black culture that it originates from and sharing that history with its listeners. Funk, soul, jazz, disco, Afrobeat, uh, anything that has substance and works on a dance floor is pretty much fair game to him. As he has aged, his artistic output has matured pretty steadily along with it. This album sees him making more use of his self-imposed musical education as we see him at peak fusion between dance music and jazz, Rhodes Keys, funk-esque synth, and a particular Detroit grit loom over his latest work. Now we kicked off with Hambone Cappuccino, which is exactly that. Rhodes Keys, soulful piano, very simple groove. It's a slow and soft entry into this record before we come into Radar Detector, which is much more loose, electronic, jazzy. A lot of this record is percussive driven, but then you have a track like This Is For You, which is just immediately, you can feel the energy of that room. You can feel as if you're with the spirit of that take of that vocal delivery from Marissa Rose, because it's just unbelievable, really. Almost feels instant classic-esque. Yeah, totally. It's the best and just enough hints of nostalgia that you can... You don't even realise it's ten minutes long by the time you've come to the end. And that's, I think, one of the best parts of this record. It's one of my standouts in listening to it. And then you keep going further and further in the record, as you'll hear today on For The Record. All of these tracks show different sides to not only Theo as a musician, but his personality. Um, There's lots of acid house, free jazz piano since everything but I think the biggest thing that people might underestimate is his relationship with techno being someone from Detroit and being a Detroit techno DJ the way that he approaches making techno music is I think completely different to how most people do where it's quite um, I think a lot of people rely too heavily on like the twists and turns of how to manipulate a techno melody whereas for someone like Theo Parrish it all lies in the percussion in the drumming and you can see in the way that he programs those drums programs those pads just how he chooses to approach it like that 
Well, that's what I was going to say. Even though this is a you know fairly jazzy affair, you can definitely tell that it was made by someone who lives and breathes techno and house music. And I think that that, to me, is almost what sets this apart from many other records that do a similar thing and run in that kind of jazzy world. You really, really feel his, you know, years and years of experience behind the decks on this one. Totally. And it feels so genuine and authentic. Like, he is making this for himself at the end of the day, for a piece of fun. But also, there's this... I, I don't know how to quite put my finger up, but there's this uh, spirituality that really comes to Wadaji. When I first came across this record, I was at work and it was just something I'd kind of popped on um, to play for a few customers uh, in the store that I worked in. And every shift after that, I honestly played it every week following because there's just something that immediately draws you back to it. It gets better with every listen. It's m- not even more rewarding with every listen, but there's this untapped energy that you see him chase across every track and how that shifts and moves and changes he follows it and matches it entirely and it is an incredible example of his ability to not only beat match but also tone match it feels both improvised as it does intentional and you can feel that in in the whole record really a track for any time and every mood, and if you were to take a stab in the dark, no track here necessarily feels different or change in pace, but at the same time as a whole, Wadaji opens up a whole new floodgate for this space. It also feels like a super important record for the times we live in. Given the current state of stasis that the pandemic has given the world, he puts it best saying, I make music which is primarily first and foremost to be danced to, or at least to be moved to, if not physically, then mentally, emotionally. If you just tuned in, my name's Maya Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon, and you are on For the Record, listening to Wadaji by Theo Parrish. We're going through the sonic makings of the record, and we're going to dip into some more music right now with the title track right here on FBI Radio 94.5, on digital radio and streaming at fbiradio.com. Don't be shy, we want to hear from you on 0409-945-945. How are you finding it? Do you have a favourite moment on this record? Is Theo Parrish one of your favourite producers? The space is so open for you to share with us your thoughts. 
Pennyweed, Buck Dance, and then the title track with Daji before that one. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to For The Record, a weekly album show on FBI Radio 94.5, and this week we've been breaking down Theo Parrish's record with Daji. Now, I think it's pretty clear from the start when we unpacked how much of this record is a dedication to Idlewild, a significant place, not only as an area for black Americans ahead of the civil rights movement to be free and experience life and live joyfully, that the significance of this record is massive, coupled with the fact that it came out in 2020, a huge year, not only um, being a time where we're living in a global pandemic, but also where racial injustice has hit the mainstream again in an unprecedented way. Wudaji is forward motion music with the thrust of history at its back. And it might only seem like Wudaji was made with our immediate times in mind, but Theo Parrish's legacy is very much built on his vision of black music and serving that history and has been since the beginning. It's no secret that dance music, house music, techno music in particular is born from black culture and Resident Advisor who reviewed this record make a brilliant point in that in some respects both Idlewild and house music are analogous of each other in some aspects because both were created in a socio-economic situation that allowed black people to create not only a space of their own and entirely their own but a space where joy could be openly expressed. Theo is as much Detroit as Detroit is Theo, just as there are people dedicated to keeping the spirit of Wadaji the place alive, Wadaji the album presents Theo's homage to its spirits, and of dance music roots. Theo Paris is just one of few alongside the lights of Ron Trent, Hieroglyphic Being, Marcellus Pittman, Omar S to name a few despite dance music becoming increasingly commodified and whitewashed. Uh, few are authentically doing it for the culture, like Theo Parrish's. And I want to just quickly say that I, I feel like, and, and it's the same in rap music, the word legacy artist tends to have a negative connotation, but I feel with someone like Theo, he obviously, while being in the game for a long, long time, He's doing it just as well as anyone is right now, and Absolutely. and and to, you could argue he's doing it better than them. And I I think that the, while the word legacy artist obviously does apply to someone like Theo Parrish, I think that he's so so good and still pushing things forward. That it, that the I think the negative connotation of that word or whatever negative connotation there might be with that is kind of gone in this instance. Totally. It's, again, just another testament to show that he hasn't lost his touch. He's got his finger as on the trigger as he did 20, 25 years ago and has the whole time. His MO has not changed. His integrity remains. And it's just damn good music to listen to at the end of the day. We're going to jump into the rest of the record right now. You're on For The Record. This is Angry Purple Birds on FBI.
leave you with No Better, Do Better, following on from All Your Boys Abiders, both tracks by Theo Parrish from his record Wadaji, which we've been unpacking with you here on For The Record since 12pm. It's time for us to jet on out of here and make some room for Tanita Razagi on lunch here on FBI Radio. And we will be back here at the same time next week with another record to share. And if you like this one or you want to listen to any of our past episodes, they're all up on our program page, fbi.com slash programs, or anywhere you get your podcasts, they'll be up there as well. You can get a short and sweet version. We will see you here next week with another brilliant record. We're going to let the music do the talking now, taking you to lunch. Catch you later.